I'm Sarah. Hello, I'm Bobby. And welcome to this late winter edition of our podcast. We are the makers and creators behind Seasons of the Wild. Together we share a love for nature, food, crafts and bringing people together to experience the magic of the wild. This edition of our membership features something for every season's member, including an inspiring interview with nature-loving illustrator Mia Haig, candle making and how to make your own rush dolly to celebrate in bulk, the recipe for our signature wheel of the year bread, and a recipe for posh pancakes for Pancake Day, what the moon is up to and how to grow the best seeds alongside her, what to sow and what to harvest down the plot. And we share some of our favourite adventures in Scotland, including hikes, wild camps and camper van spots, which will knock your socks off. All this and more as we share with you our favourite things about late winter and hopefully give you some ideas of how you can enjoy yours. So let's talk about late winter. What jobs do you look forward to doing down the plot in late winter? Well, I love down the plot in general in late winter, especially when we get welcomed by the snowdrops and the daffodils on the entrance into the plot, which is a lovely sight, the first blooms of the year. Um, I look forward to the first sowing of the year as well, which for us always involves sweet peas, chilies, um, and broad beans. Um, now, sweet peas and chilies are really good for container growing. So if you do have a small garden or just a balcony, they're perfect. Um, and we, January is also the time when we start to chit our spuds. Um, so chitting the potatoes, which is where we lay them out in egg boxes, the seed potatoes, and they get little shoots coming out of them, which just encourages better growth ready for planting out in March. Um, I do look forward to, <laughs> I do look forward to the manure delivery day. So every winter we get a delivery of cow manure, organic cow manure, but it takes us a whole day to scoop it up into our wheelbarrows and apply it to our plot. So we always take a picnic down as a reward for all the hard work. Um, and another big allotment announcement is in the autumn, we saved our own seeds. And we saved enough that we are um, able to sell them now. So we have our very own seeds for sale in the shop um, in very cute little packaging as well. So go and take a look. And this year we are going to be planting by the moon phases. So we've dabbled in this a little bit in the years. Um, but this year we're going to try and plant alongside the moon and her phases for a full year. where do you like to go to experience nature in late winter? I like to go really early before first light, having packed a little pack up the night before with a flask of tea or coffee usually and I like to head off down to the local 
park at the moment because of lockdown with my basket and my bag with my tools such as uh, snips and trowels or whatever else that I might be needing maybe a little saw when I get down the park I like to uh, just take in how quiet and peaceful it is and just listen to the birds and look around me in the hope of catching a will of the wisp and the mist and just seeing nature at play doing its own thing because this is the time and the parks are the quietest and you get that quiet tuned in grounded feeling with nature that is so precious at the moment um because later on you know it gets a lot busier because everyone is obviously trying to get their slice of nature as well but i just like to get down there early sometimes i'll even go in the evening but obviously it's got to be safe to do that uh I've, i'm always working at night time so i'm fairly confident knocking about in the dark and um yeah once i've had a little forage around getting maybe in the woods some mushrooms such as velvet shanks and jelly ears i'll then have a, a little strut across the fields and pick up some sorrel maybe into the hedgerows to get some goose grass and um, cow parsley is good at the moment with the velvet shanks. Crank up the little uh, twig um, stove that we've got, little twig fire, and get cooking up a little brekkie as the sun's coming up. And then head home, a happy boy. Maybe grabbing a few branches here and there on the way to do a bit of whittling when I get home. That is how I tune into nature in the city. I love it. So Sarah, what metaphorical seeds of your own have you begun to sow for spring? Yes, well Bobby, these dark cold evenings, I've absolutely loved getting tucked up with a book and one of our little homemade candles um, and making some plans for the year and especially for spring. Um, so one of the spring plans that um, I've got bubbling at the moment is um, a long distance walk, it's about a week long walk. Um, I won't say where it is yet in case it doesn't happen, um, but a week-long walk that I'm hopefully dragging you along with me for. I'm there with bells on. Oh, uh, with I bells. Know <laughs> I know the secret. Springtime bells. Um, and we've also been putting finishing touches to a retreat that we've got in April. Now, it was meant to be last year, but unfortunately it couldn't happen. So it's been moved to this April, so all of our fingers and toes are crossed that it can that it can go ahead because it is a magical one. It it's out in the Peak District. Um, do you want to say about some of the Yeah, well, the we've got we 12 doing? people booked on and um, we're going to be basically just immersing ourselves in spring um, and we're going to be teaching a few craft workshops we're going to be doing uh, cooking with fire and doing some dishes there we're going to be making wild cocktails at night while stargazing little uh, wildlife walks and just basically enjoying the surroundings and the beauty of uh, the peter shit and uh, kinder scout which is in the locality just to give a little bit of a snippet of where it is so fingers crossed everyone crossed the fingers for us that we're going to unleash our retreats in Time. Yes, because we have also been thinking of um, new ideas for our um, gatherings this year and there are some very exciting sparks flying for that so you will have to keep tuned. 
to hear of the gatherings that we're hopefully going to be putting on later on in the year. So, uh, what book then? I'm dying to know what book. Oh yeah. Um, well, in the morning times, actually, I've been reading a book that my dad gave over to me. That is, he says, "Sir, you're going to love this." And um, Dad, I love it. Yeah, so it's Derbyshire Folklore by John Merrill, who um, also does walking books. We've got a walking book of his, so which is phenomenal. Cover. It's a bit faded now, this faded, one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all about folklore and tales um, around, Derbyshire. Around, around Derbyshire, but mainly in the Peak District, especially the section I've been reading at the moment. The first front half of the book is all definitely Maybe Peak we District. could read some of these around the campfire at our retreat. Oh, there's some scary ones. Ooh-wee. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, and that, oh, yeah, that's. we'll also have someone playing music as well at the, at the retreat. Yes, That'll live music. Storytelling and music around the fire. Yes, that's it. Derbyshire Folklore is coming with us. <laughs> um, and I've also been reading um, Braden Sweet grass which some of you may have heard of by robin wall kimmerer um so it's all about learning the language of trees gifting to nature so that nature gives back to you um and the awakening of um wilder ecological consciousness so very very good definitely recommend that um bobby wasn't there a scottish folklore one you've been reading yeah i picked up a cracking book in the chas near us um, called May the Devil Walk Behind Ye or Meet the Devil Walk Behind Ye probably should be saying it in the local dialect and it's a book of Scottish traveller tales by a fellow called Duncan Williamson and it's actually a signed copy um, to Carolyn Adam if Carolyn Adam are out there I've got your book in 1992 um, and it's got 12 stories uh, which basically I've been told, no doubt, for hundreds of years by the travelling folk around Scotland and the sort of superstitions and the folklore which has arisen from these this culture of people that was around the countryside doing their own thing, living in the woods and stuff. So that's been a, a really fascinating read for me because we do have Scottish traveller uh, heritage, so I can't wait to make way for it. I think I've done about three stories of that. And then when I'm not picking at that, I'm on The Wild Folk by Sylvia Lindstead which is a bit of a fairy tale, which I like to have a little uh, poke at in winter. Um, yeah, so them two keeping me keeping me toasty. Some good book recommendations yeah, there the cover with a torch with them too, I'm happy. So I know you love traditions, Bobby. Um, I do. So tell me um, a few of your favourite late winter traditions. Well, for me, late winter is all about the goddess of poetry and creativity. And that is Bridget or St. Bridget is the Christianized version of it. Um, but she is uh, basically the queen of summer and um, she takes over the role the Queen of Winter, which is Bera, or Killax, which is a Scottish uh, goddess. And she is um, best celebrated by making uh, fire wheels, which is sort of like a four-pointed star, uh, especially in Ireland. A lot of the herbs 
have been found some of the old houses and stuff that have got hundreds of these stars in them and they're like offerings to the goddess of the hearth and poetry and creativity and um, but we like to make a, a bridey doll or a saint bridget's doll with rush soft rush which is um quite a a common grass slash weed slash rush species which grows in damp areas and we've got it in the park near us and it's in most places if you do a walk and we've yeah just there's something about a doll sitting by the hearth it just it just there's something about it and it does us it, it, we, it brings so much to us, we love it. So we usually we make one of them and then um, keep it by the hearth all year and then we burn it and make a new one. Um, and we, what else do we do in winter now? Obviously pancake day, everyone loves a pancake. I mean, we make and eat so many pancakes. We love it. There's, of all varieties. You can do savoury, you can do sweet, you mm. can do cheesy. So pancake, yeah, we've got... Uh, we've got a few pancake recipes or a pancake recipe in the members area. This one from me, what is it, buckwheat and spinach? Yep, spinach bechamel. Yeah, well tasty. Good sharing food, I think, pancakes. And they're fun to make as well. Uh, what else do we do? We, we make candles to celebrate the return of light, um, which is best celebrated for in, in bulk, all about celebrating the returning light and the longer days. Uh, and that's usually, or we usually celebrate around about the 1st of February. We have been known to celebrate as late as the 8th of Feb. But for us, these are just sort of guidelines. It's the time of year, it's capturing the spirit of the season at the time. So anywhere around the 1st of Feb. Get celebrating a bit of light and nature shrines, making a shrine to nature. Yes. If you've not already got one, get one. We love it. We've got one. You can't help but collect when you're out and about, yeah. can you? It's I suppose it's the the hangover days from when I was a hoarder of um, <laughs> rare items, records, <laughs> and antiques. But no, I just hoard twigs and skulls and feathers these days, and uh, put it on a. Shrine, I like to call it a shrine, some people call it an altar, depends on what you want to call it, it could just be a shelf or a bookcase, somewhere where you, you can take your little treasures and your little uh, tokens of nature and stash them when you get back from your walk and just enjoy them. And they go really well, we like having our candles, don't we? Oh yeah. Candles in a shrine, safely done obviously, um, work well really good. And layers, layers to the shrine, Layers. It really shows it off. And then... Um, yeah, that's some winter traditions that keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> What has been your favourite thing to include right about this edition, Sarah? Um, well, I really liked, um, in our Nomads, Tramps and Wild Camp section, we chose to um, involve the Scotland trip that we did in the Caledonian Forest, where we did our wild camp. Um, oh, and I just loved that, because it was about, it was, was it two years ago now? Two years yeah, two ago. years ago. Two winters ago. Um, so it was so nice looking back through the photos of that and just the memories of waking up on that cold, crisp morning. Freezing open, cold. Minusy, minusy. And the teepee doors had like gone 
solid, aren't they, with the cold mm. and the ice? So you had to like proper like open them like wooden doors <laughs> um, <laughs> and light in the log burner. And because it was pancake day, actually, that that morning that was, was pancake a, day. That was February. We cooked pancakes on the um, log burner. Yeah. So yeah, I really liked reminiscing over that particular Scotland adventure. The log burner was just constantly going on it to keep warm. Everything was yeah. centered around the constantly log burner. getting the wood chopped as well for Which it. I, lo- I love that because that's this time of year. Everything is centered around the log burner or warmth and heat and comfort and light. and light as well. And we definitely got a few good doses of starlight, didn't we? When we were oh, camping. those nice guys. <sighs> Okay. So I like they were just for us. Yeah. Because there's no one else around. Yeah. Just and you just get that in. kind of glistening glow across the frozen waste. No matter how cold it is, it's always worth popping your head out for yeah. a look at that sky. And the mountains as well. Snow capped mountains. Snow mountains. Just dead bright and white. Um I did also love um making um, the wheel of the year for the photo shoot. Because although we make this often, we love making our wheel of the year loaf. Um, this particular one, we uh, we shared it with our neighbors. Um, and we have such fun loving neighbors because we got gifts back in return. We always share with our neighbors and they always share with us, but- Great little community we've got Yeah, going. this particular gift of bread that we gave, um, in return, we've had um, some lemon curd, homemade lemon curd. The best lemon curd we've ever tasted. A homemade candle, mm. um, seeds, and this one arrived today, um, marmalade. Yeah, Our neighbor had made marmalade. Orange marmalade, so yeah. So we've not tried that one yet. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. That's, uh, we need some toast, don't we? We need some nice bread. We do need to get some good bread. Um, gift to your neighbours and they will gift to you. Yeah. Well, we did it in some of the first lockdown. Oh, I was making wild garlic hot cross buns every week, weren't I? Yeah, was it hot cross buns? Wild garlic. Yeah, hot cross buns, yeah. Because hot... Amina next door, she put in another order. Hot cross buns, yeah. so I had to make more for her. It wasn't, yeah, so it was... It was Hot cross buns, and then we did wild garlic scones. Yeah, and there was another, there was a biscuit or something that I did as well. Yeah, was it rhubarb? Rhubarb cake. Yeah, it was a rhubarb ah. cake. And we foiled them up, and you went off and delivered them around the uh, the road, and everyone absolutely loved it, with a little name tag on for everyone. And then we got people coming back and giving us stuff as well. I love it. Hey, we got an Easter egg in return. You give and you get given, and I love it, and we love it, and it keeps the spirit of the street going. Oh, did you have a favourite thing that you um, enjoyed in- including in this in this um, membership? Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed um, exploring the Scottish uh, folklores and mythologies. I've absolutely, I mean, that place has got a big place in my heart and our heart. We absolutely love it. It's the land of everything. But yeah, um, doing my research into and digging a bit deeper about the Queen of Winter, or Beera, uh, or Killack is another name. She crops up all over the shop. Um, I really just enjoyed uh, getting my imagination uh, flowing and, and just imagining this sort of old divine hag nipping about the highlands with her hammer, shaping what we know as this stunning landscape. And um, gathering up the bits and bobs and dropping out of a basket and creating the aisles around Scotland and all that. I just absolutely love it. So 
that has probably been one of my favourite uh, things to do this, this month, I think. Yeah. So that's our chat over. Here are a few things to make the most of in your late winter. Make a shrine to nature and dress it with late winter goodies such as snowdrops, witch hazel and winter tree buds. Celebrate the return of light by trying your hand at making candles and bathing in the light whilst relaxing and listening to your favourite music, audiobook or our late winter playlist. Set your alarm and get up before first light. Maybe pack your bag the night before and include a little breakfast you can cook over fire. Enjoy the dark mornings and don't feel guilty for having a lion. Channel your inner bear and enjoy the sleep and enjoy the feeling of hibernation and the womb-like comfort of your duvet and bedroom. Harvest a few branches and try your hand at whittling a few simple shapes. Doesn't have to be elaborate, could be a wand or a spiral. Plan your seed planting and set out your chosen area with the tools you need. Plan an overnight wild camping trip with someone in your bubble or, the, or a friend. Get away in the camper van if allowed and go walk on a desolate winter beach or brooding moorland. Or you could even plan a hike with people outside your bubble around a route that isn't too busy but has stunning views. Spend a day baking and cooking. Breads, soups, stews, cakes are all good this time of year. Learn about some folklore near where you live. Type your area in Google and put things like folklore, tales, lore, mythology at the end to see what it brings up. This works really well for a place you'd love to visit in the countryside as it just gives it another dimension once you know some of the tales that have been told about the area. Write a song or poem which rhymes. Could be dead silly, but get your creative juices flowing. You can type Theosaurus into Google and find more descriptive words. Or there are lots of rhyming apps out there to inspire you to use certain words or make the ones you want to use work. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of our podcast. We would love to hear what you have been up to and how you like to celebrate the seasons and late winter by using this hashtag. Hashtag Seasons of the Wild. And if you happen to see us out in the wild, make sure you come over and say hello. We'd love to meet you. Bye! Thank you for listening to the latest edition of our podcast. We would love to hear what you have been up to and how you like to celebrate the seasons and late winter by using this hashtag. Hashtag Seasons of the Wild. And if you happen to see us out in the wild, make sure you come over and say hello. We'd love to meet you. Bye. Bye.